So I'm definitely trying something new. Um, kind of weird, actually, like intending to record this to try to put this on the internet, but this is pretty much my um, now kind of own therapy sessions and my choosing for this podcast is to stay completely anonymous so for now you know i never know if i do ever want to say who i am no put out my identity if anyone even watches this but this is going to be my little you know my little therapy session and we'll see how it goes it's kind of just gonna be a mess in all honesty because I have no organization for this whatsoever. But I was hearing a few podcasts today and <sighs> wow, I'm tired. Yes, um, I know a lot of podcasts don't sound like super professional, and but this is just gonna be raw. I'm going to try to. And it'll it'll be cool, hopefully. So, a little, you know, intro to this. Um, I don't have a name for now. I'm just a person. And to whoever else is watching this, there is no bias. And I will try to tell my life, tell my experiences by my purse, you know, by my perspective. Um, and you can get to know me. And you can judge me in whichever way you see fit. But um, I will try to give context. Whether you decide to think I'm a crazy bitch. Then, you know. That shall be your mentality. But for now, um, I just kind of want to share my story. So today I was listening to a few podcasts and I'm going to yawn so much during this. And there decides to be a airplane, helicopter, whatever flying over my house currently. So that's great. But um, yeah, I kind of wanted this to be an opportunity to just get things off my chest. I feel a lot better when I do talk. For me, journaling doesn't even work. I can't concentrate enough to write things on paper and kind of convey them the way I want to on paper. I feel like you can have a completely different tone and I have a much more prominent tone in my voice than I ever would in writing because I'm not that good at it. but. I, oh my god. Oh, I enjoy it. So, kind of uh, my little, uh, like, shadow work, if you want to call it that, 
little self-reflection for today, but I was kind of going on a tangent, right? And I was just talking about issues that I have with my parents. So a little background. Uh, My parents are separated, but in 2018, when my grandma passed away, which you will hear a lot more about her in the future. And in this episode, she was like my favorite person and still is my favorite person in this world. But when she died, um, prior to that, me and my mother lived in an apartment. And when she died, we moved back here. So my parents separated still um but we live in the same house which has been a really uh odd experience to say the least but that's that's our living situation um and i i can't move out yet i don't know how old i sound i know i look a lot older but I'm, I'm young. I'm 17. I'm going to turn 18. <sighs> Next, or this year. At the end of this year. I'm not that young. Okay. I'm not that young. <laughs> I'm going to be an adult this year. But, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a teenager, you know? Still kind of young, not an adult, having gone through half of my life. So I'm kind of just trying to figure whatever, uh, you know, my life out and besides the point i'm gonna go on a lot of tangents but like we're living in this house and there's like a lot of problems that come and i i got in a fight with my mom last night and i had a lot of stress because of school just because i'm i'm slacking a lot not doing my work on time um and I, I took a break today. I did not want to go to class today. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a mental health day today. Um, you know? And it's a nice reset from everything that I'm used to of, unfortunately, going online and logging on and just watching my teachers. And we started doing hybrid where I go Mondays and Tuesdays, but those days I'm so happy and then I get home and I start thinking I'm not distracted um and I just have like a negative environment and ambiance and that really doesn't kick in until after I have swim practice when my parents are home so I just feel so much worse when they're home I don't know what it is but they bring out the worst in me um, and I think I kind of know why, just because of, um, which I'm going to, like, talk about all the, like, repressed trauma, repressed, uh, like, emotional anger towards them, a lot of resentment towards them. Like, they're not the worst parents. They're not, um, but I still don't feel fulfilled as a child because of the trauma that I went through because of them and trauma doesn't have to uh, you know again be super duper harsh 
Um, anything can cause trauma, whether it's something little or whether, you know, again, it's this massive issue. But it's just a lot. Like, I have a lot of stress on me. I'm a junior. I'm going to go off to college. I'm, I have, like, AP tests to worry about. I have my grades that are not doing so well. So I, I don't know what to do anymore because I don't have motivation. And, like, I feel like everything is just falling apart right in front of me and that I'm going to eventually lose everything that I worked so hard for, but at the same time, I'm I'm not working hard anymore. Also, bashing on myself, there's a bunch of other problems, again, with the repressed trauma. Like, whenever my parents are home, I just have a horrible time, and I, I don't feel okay. I crave to leave the house when they're here. It's just a lot of negative and help back anger it's not good so and it's been like that for a long time for a couple of years now now that my grandma is dead but even when I was a child like I've realized what I went through in my childhood is kind of um expressing itself now um first talking you know about the slight trauma that i went through when i was a child i mentioned my grandma where she she in my eyes has been my everything she's my favorite person that has ever existed and like, my parents were never that. So there's, like, differences. Like, my grandma, to me, was my mother. And my only actual parent, because of the fact that she was always with me. Um, my parents always had to work. And, like, again, I understand that. But at the same time, like, I have very traumatic experiences of just me crying, begging them to stay because I craved their attention, because they were supposed to be my parents, you know, um, they were supposed to play with me, and spend time with me, and teach me lessons, and although they did in some ways, that really wasn't prominent when I was a child, and my grandma overtook that position of being my parent and guardian, so I had so much love for her um, just because of the fact that she was always there and she made time for me. Even though she could literally ignore me at, at my own house, she could go over to my uncle's. She was still there, um, you know, playing with me, giving me attention. I was able to talk to her. Um, she told me about stories from her childhood, which I adored. And I had a lot, I had a much more, I guess, open and stronger emotional connection with her. She was the one who taught me how to cook. Um, so she was like the one in my life. My parents left early in the morning. 
uh, I might have, you know, seen my mom just because she took me to work that day. Um, they might have, I don't even remember, in all honesty, my parents when I was a childhood. I don't have a lot of memories with them. Again, because they were never there. But I had a lot more memories with my grandma. So, I mean, when she died, that my it still continues to affect me. Like, I, I think you can hear me crying and sniffling. Um, I already talked about this earlier, so I'm a little more uh, composed and put together. But, like, she was my world. So I have that ideal or an idea that someone can give you attention. And, like, that's why I was so attached to her as well. Like, um, I was really never attached with my parents because they were never there. So that attention I craved for them soon, slowly began to subside. And I, I still crave their attention to this day. But it's never going to be the same, I guess, reaction as if it was with my grandma. When I asked for her attention, she gave it to me. And everything was fine. I was a happy child. But then now, like, whenever I ask for my parents' attention, it was always, no, I have to go to work. Like, there's other things that they have to do. I understand that they have a lot of responsibilities as adults, but I never understood why they would have a child when they weren't able to properly care for it and had to rely on my grandma. I never understood that, ever. Um, and my parents weren't even together, so I, I don't have, like, a healthy view of a relationship and how that should work. Because my parents ended up getting cut off, and my mom started cheating. Like, there's a bunch of things that I, I just resent them for. And I understand that they weren't the worst parents, because I know there's extremes of being parents being so shitty to children but like it still affected me and still continues to affect me so like I have those two ideas of a very um like when wanting attention and needing like reassurance support there's always that one if I see someone for example um, I used to have a friends with benefits. I'm a teenager, so I do crazy, stupid things, and I don't really think. But I had a friends with benefits, and um, he like fulfilled that sexual side um, of me, obviously. And he was a good person. Like we were friends. Um, and later on, I became infatuated with him. Well, the idea of him, better said, and. Excuse me. I told you it was going to be raw. Um, <laughs> but it was because of that attention every month for a, a good chunk. I'm probably going to say like six months. It went from like February to August where like every month he'd be like, hey, let's get together. Let's link up. Let's do what we got to do. And it, it was just that, that he wanted me for my body. I don't, I also have issues with like how things like that work. 
but he wanted me for my body, whatever, whatever, and I was okay with it, just because I, I don't necessarily know how to cope with or deal with my sexual desires, not the point, but he was one of those people that I know that are kind of in the middle, even of, like, the attention that I craved from him with my, with my parents, comparing it to my parents, and with my grandma, because the attention... I don't want to say constant attention, but that attention every month, um, and if it fulfilled a good, pleasurable sexu- sexual desire, like, it reminded me of that of my grandma. Not, obviously, at mine, but now that I'm, you know, holistically thinking about everything, looking at everything in a retrospect, it gave me that sort of comfort. And that's why I always craved him and I always went back to him and I started becoming infatuated with the idea of him. Um, And then I I even resented myself when he wasn't like, when he didn't um, reciprocate the same feelings for me. And when that did happen, I had even resent for myself, like I said, but I also had resent towards him because I was like, how are you going to have such an intimate moment with me? And then act like it's nothing. And obviously now I understand that it's just because we have completely different modes of understanding information. But again, with that parent side of the attention, when I stopped getting that attention, that specific attention that I wanted, um, where he, uh, in a scenario where he was infatuated with me, I started resenting him. And, you know then that became um, kind of hatred towards myself and uh, my confidence spiked down just because why doesn't somebody like me and why isn't he infatuated with me? Um, So that's one case. These are the most recent ones. And then there's this other guy who I was also friends with benefits, but it wasn't in in, um, that intimate in person. It was kind of just childish, foolish. And I also have, you know, similar moments with him, but they're very different. Just because in the beginning, when I met him through um, my sport swim, he was such a dear. And we were friends. And I didn't see him as someone that I would become infatuated with, but he did with me. Um, And that time I was infatuated with my other friends with benefits, so they kind of, like, the stories intertwine. But I didn't see him like that. But he was still very kind to me, and at one point I did become... I did like him. And then, you know, there was some issues, but the reason that I liked him was because he gave me another sort of attention um other than the sexual but he wanted to get to know me and he complimented me a lot and I know that's also sort of toxic in a way just because I I craved the compliments from him but I really appreciated that he didn't only like me for my body at that point he liked me for my personality and as low as my standards can get, like he liked me for my eyes and my hair and um, 
my teeth and the like the way it was just the little things that kind of set that off for me that's why I really appreciated um that he could kind of see through that beauty instead of oh she has a nice um boobies and a nice butt and then um some things happen where he did not enjoy some of the decisions that i made in life um they did not affect anyone else they did not harm anyone else other than myself but he decided to become very i guess manipulative in a sense and very controlling and decided that uh, he was going to become angry with me um, if I was doing things to harm myself. But again, I understand that he could have done it in a, I guess, in a place of kindness and a thoughtfulness. But he came at me with uh, no right. Um, in a sense, because I wasn't harming anyone else, and I had my life together, nothing was necessarily affecting my life, possibly affecting my health, but it wasn't to a large extent, so I still had my life together, and I'm just like, why are you going to get mad at me if I know how to control this, but again, he just disagreed with that, and then that's where the resentment settled in and then my action plan or response immediate response to um kind of the lack of attention and not getting that i settle into resentment i start ghosting people and i leave people so quickly so there's that way in like i can become so infatuated with someone that it's something almost addictive that I want to keep going back to but then as soon as they get in that resentment side similar to how my parents were I can cut them off and I don't care um that's not the way that I do with my parents I don't just you know cut them off and uh, forget about what they say because it still hurts me because they are my parents but I'm able to cut people off in my life that weren't there before because I know if they weren't in my life at one period of time that means i'll be okay without them being in it again like it's completely fine um but you know i still have kind of toxic relationships and ideas of these two people uh which i still talk to to this day but um it's toxic so i had that realization today in kind of my responses to um, how much attention I'm getting, and I kind of surprised myself. And it was, it was a, a rough day today, so that self-reflection did help. I do feel a little bit better, um, and I'm glad I took a little mental health break. I still have a lot of worries because of school, and just I don't want to be home when my parents get here. It's just this whole thing, you know? But, um, yeah, and I still talk to these people, and I still kind of worry um, and I'm also worried that, um, I guess I'm not getting professional help, that I'm kind of working through this by myself, but I'm also very proud 
that I can recognize these things slowly but surely and try to heal myself. So um, this is pretty much my therapy is talking and talking to myself um, because I can get things off my chest without being judged. Um, I am going to, you know, put this on the internet, but my identity is anonymous, so no one is going to really know who I am unless I say so. So, or unless they know my voice and they miraculously figure, you know, who I am, but I'm a pretty um, non-popular person. I don't have a lot of friends. A lot of people don't know me, so I think I'll be okay. But um, this is going to kind of be like my shadow work, um, things that I thought about during the week. So it's just going to be my self-reflection and, again, my little therapy. And I'm just, I want to document my journey and how it goes to see if, you know, whenever I do need to look back and ground myself, I can, you know, remember that um, I have, you know, come a long way. So thank you for um, hearing me talk and rant and um, explain my situation. If anybody is listening, um, I really appreciate you. And my podcasts are just going to be all over the place, but I want it to be something cute and enjoyable for me and a form of my self-care to get things off my chest. So um, I don't know what else to say and I don't know how to end this, but I guess cheers to a first um, episode and the start of this cheers to um, kind of the documentation of my journey and to healing and hopefully I can heal my younger self and um, my current self so that's gonna be one hell of a ride of a lot of crying so yeah This is um, one of the first very few episodes that are going to be um, kind of like pre-recorded and have my thoughts written down prior, but, um, or actually I think I'll I'll record one prior so I'm just not sobbing and I can actually keep my composure somewhat through these podcasts, but other than that, I hope that you have a good rest of your day rest of your week um until next time whenever i you know decide to record we'll see